0: Dr. Aaron Etah, about the quiet trends in organizations and what managers need today to be more successful and effective. Aaron Etah, welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: John, I'm so glad to be here.
0: It is a pleasure to have you back. We had a really nice conversation previously, I don't know, maybe six months ago or so, on the Connection Crisis Report. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about quiet trends in organizations and what managers need to do today to be more successful and effective in leading their teams and their organizations, and I'm really excited to have you back. You're joining us from the Michigan area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. I think we're both in very cold locations, so all of you in the audience who are in warmer climates, uh, we're a little bit jealous of you right now, Um, but it is good to have variety, isn't it? Uh, Again, a pleasure to have you, Aaron. As we get started, I just wanted to share Aaron's bio with everybody. Dr. Aaron Eta is an occupational health psychologist who has published research on employee well-being in over 30 outlets such as the Journal of Applied Psychology and has been featured in media outlets such as Harvard Business Review. Erin currently serves BetterUp in translating data to insights and helps to bring the science of BetterUp to life through content marketing. Erin received her PhD in industrial organizational psychology from the University of South Florida. And I could go on and on. Uh, You've done so many really cool things, but I'm going to pause there. Anything else you would like to share with me or my audience before we dive on in?
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I'm so excited to be able to to share some of our research from BetterUp, which, you know, I'm super, I'm in a really privileged position to be able to peek in at all kinds of different types of data that that we have on the general workforce today. So excited to share.
0: Very cool. So why don't we talk uh, first uh, about these quiet trends? And if you can just frame up for us what you mean by that. Uh, is this referring to quiet quitting, uh, quiet firing, hiring, etc.? those types of things? Um, tell us a little bit more about that, and then we can dig in.
1: Yeah. So, you know, as we had talked about a few months back when we were looking at the connection crisis, we saw one of these patterns or trends emerge in the data that we track. So um, just to provide a little context for the audience, we have 150,000 and more um, members that are in our data set. And so that gives us this really great perspective and transparency into how people are feeling, what their attitudes are, how they're behaving, what they're struggling with. And so it just gives us this great platform to be able to understand what it's really happening, um, underlying the surface of of different um, phenomena that we see in the workplace and in um, talent trends and things like that. And so, with the connection crisis, the thing we were focused on and what was really rising to the surface was how much people were struggling with belonging, um, and they were feeling a lack of community and you know grasping for that reconnection with human beings as we had you know reemerged from um, more isolation in the last couple of years. But now, one of the things we're seeing um, as we're moving into 2023 is some really interesting patterns that are coming through on role shifting. So, what what managers need to do to be effective, it looks different now than it did before, and um, and how people are feeling um, is really perseverating through all levels levels of the hierarchy. Um, so you know, one of the things we're seeing is that resilience is really at an all-time low, which is pretty surprising. Um, You know, it's just been this downward pattern over the last four or five years and burnout is like way at the top. And the thing that's also really interesting is that that's not just true for individual contributors, but it's true for managers as well. Mm -hmm. So in general, we're seeing that people are struggling and so are their managers. Um, and so, you know, it's concerning because we're in this new era of work. Um, we've recalibrated, uh, but we're also not not doing so well.
0: Yeah, and that's really interesting. You know, as I think about the last three years, um, you know, this pandemic environment and, and organizations having to pivot and, and move to virtual work or hybrid work, uh, and individuals grappling with all the you know, social upheaval and dealing with teaching children at home while doing work at home and all of these different things, you know, my first thought is, wow, we, we've we've demonstrated a great deal of resilience uh, over the last few years. But what you're um, suggesting from your data is actually there's been a, a steady downward trend in resilience overall, over the last half decade. Uh, and then of course, I don't think it's a pr- surprise to anyone to hear that burnout is, mm-hmm. is continuing to skyrocket and mental health challenges are contributing to that, the, the, the burden of overwork, um, and just juggling everything. Even if people mm-hmm. have been, have shown periods of resilience, man, it's hard to maintain, uh, a high level of that kind of disruption over a long period of time before it really takes a, a huge toll on people.
1: Totally. It's like our stamina mm-hmm.
0: can only go
1: so far. Um, and so, you know, what we're seeing is just this like reduction in stamina and people just depleted, um, just depleted. And so you know, from our perspective, one of the things we've been really curious in about and something that we hear from our partners a lot, is like, what do we need to be doing to equip our leadership, to equip our managers to navigate through this? Because, yes, we understand like resources are low, people are exhausted, burnout is high. But look, the reality is in the macroeconomic condition that we are, you know, looking at, we need people to perform like at a very high level and we need them to be productive. And in many cases, we need them to do more with even less than we had last year. And so um, it's a, you know, it's a tension, I think, for a lot of HR leaders in trying to both balance the real human needs that people have and are facing and recognizing everything you just described but also kind of having the pressures um to help extract peak performance and you know get people to maintain and 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 continue producing at the really high level that organizations need to kind of survive what um may be kind of a, a difficult period of time economically
0: yeah and and so i guess that then the question becomes well what do we do about this because the the reality is what it is uh in terms mm-hmm. of the the rapidly shifting landscape of the nature of work and and how work is designed and how organizations are trying to, trying to stay competitive uh thankfully you know we're not as concerned today about the pandemic as we were you know two or three years ago certainly right. um but there's still health concerns and you know, then the question also becomes what's like the next pandemic or what's the next big thing that's right. going to disrupt everything. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, it, there, there's so much disruption um, and that fatigue is very real And the stamina. Um, our ability to maintain that resilience, you know, is, is a huge challenge, but it's the reality. Like this is the world we're in and I don't see it easing up anytime right. soon. And so then the question becomes, well, really, what do we do about it? How do we um you know as leaders how do we practice self care to make sure that we're not getting burned out because if we're burned out we're not any good for our people uh, how do we help our people to stay healthy and uh, you know good contributors um and i guess that gets really into what you were talking about in terms of what managers need today in terms mm-hmm. of skill sets and competencies to be able to be successful because the landscape is changing and you know the the successful kind of top down authoritarian command control style leader of, of decades ago, I just don't see how that's going to possibly work well uh, in the modern environment.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I fully agree with you. Um, and I think like what we think about a lot is like, what are those kind of evergreen skills that we need to help, enable and foster in our managers, in our leaders, so that no matter what the next disruption is, no matter what the big change is, the big stressor, you know, the next pivot that the organization or industry is going to need to take, that we have actually fostered and enabled those skills in um, agility, in coaching ability, so that they can uh, you know, managers can really lead their teams, empower other people, help create self sufficiency and problem solving, create comfort in innovation and risk taking, and you know these types of skills are what we are really thinking about as kind of the new era of what really good management looks like. And um, you know, if you want, I can share some data of what we've kind of seen in in these patterns. Um, yeah,
0: let's dig in and and, okay. and talk a little bit more about that. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool. So, um, first of all, one of the things we've seen, you know, is that the the adage that people don't quit their organization, they quit their manager. We know that that is actually true from our data. Um, And what we see actually is that a manager's skill in what I just described, kind of being able to coach and develop and um, invest in the growth of their teams and their people, that's actually the number one predictor behind the individual's own organizational commitment. Um, That's the number one thing that a manager really can do that helps safeguard against turnover intentions. So that was a really interesting finding um, about like what that, really helpful kind of area of investment in people leadership um, organizations can take. And then the other thing we see is that today, um, you know, people that see that they have an effective manager, they're rating their manager really effective in 360 degree feedback scores, and they see their manager as supportive of them. Those people have five times more Um, productivity than others. So they're, they're five times more productive than people who are not under that kind of management condition. Um, And so these couple insights combined kind of make a really clear story or a clear insight takeaway. That's like, People will perform, like even under these conditions, people will be committed and they will perform for a clear and focused and inspirational, supportive manager. And so that people engagement um, and how people are skilled in leading other human beings, not like you said, the command and the control, the planning, the um, more managerial skills, but really those human centric skills. um, are really helpful for inspiring the type of outcomes in teams that that I know so many organizations are caring about.
0: So that's fantastic. You In your data, you see that people are five times more effective under that yes. kind of a leader. So individual team members, of course, yes. are producing at higher levels. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I don't know if you, you know this from your data, but my experience has been, and what I've seen in some other research, is that when you have a team like that, that also makes the leader Far more productive, they're spending far less time actually spending, uh, you know, their time and energy putting out fires, um, trying to deal with, you know, the personality and interpersonal uh, communication issues and and all that that stuff that often happens within teams that can really be disruptive and and a time suck and just suck all the oxygen out of the room um, when leaders treat their people this way, invested in this way and are supportive in this way, their, their people are so much more productive, but the leader themselves becomes far more productive and they free up more of their time to provide more support, to be more strategic, uh, to yeah. be more forward thinking and all those things are going to help them all be more successful in the long run.
1: Totally. I love that. The, the circularity of like the virtuous cycle that can be created, I think is, is such a good point. Um, And definitely, definitely true in my experience too. Um, I love that. And, and the other thing that we kind of looked at was like using these 360 degree feedback scores. So of course, like that's taking an, an individual manager and then asking their manager, their peers, their subordinates to provide these ratings of the manager. And when we looked at that, and we, we, we looked both from um, you know, 2019 and prior and then to 2023, and something that we saw that was really cool, or at least you know really fascinating, I guess I would say, is that the managers who are rated as highly effective tend to do three things differentially well today than before. So Those three things are um, being really aligned with their teams. So passing on that, um, you know, cohesion around team goals, around the higher level strategy, that alignment skill is super important. And I think part of that is likely driven from being now in a dispersed workforce where, you know, if you're an employee, you really are relying on your you know, direct manager, your direct supervisor to help you contextualize and understand the environment, because really that's one of the primary windows of insight you have into what's happening in the other, you know, parts of the broader organization. So the more a manager is able to be successful in alignment, the higher their scores um, as effective are today. And that's differentially higher today than before. The same thing about focus. So being able to help people put their energy in the most, you know, the highest impact things and kind of cut through the noise a bit. Um, that's really helpful. And then the other thing is you mentioned, you know, being forward looking and future focused and how um, you know, really good managers have teams that are going to help them be able to have that bandwidth. And, and that's what we see here is that when a team has a leader that's able to um proactively be thinking about what's coming down the pike and, you know, what's around the next corner. uh, Those teams are are really are outperforming. So a leader that does all those three things well gets 53% higher performance out of their teams. And that's regardless of work arrangement. So it held that finding held steady, whether we looked at only teams in in office, only teams that are hybrid and only teams that are remote. So that was really cool. And then those three things combined are 32% more predictive today than in 2019. So the differential you know, value on being able to do those things well is, is really um, significantly greater now than it was before. And again, I think that kind of ties back to the way that we work now is, is different. And so we need a little bit different um, displays of behavior from our manager to feel like we can really be impactful.
0: Yeah, very well said. And those are, those are tremendous statistics that you just shared. Uh, so for anyone listening, who's thinking, well, this sounds all nice and good and warm and fuzzy and et cetera. Uh, no, this isn't I mean it is good. It is warm and fuzzy, I suppose uh, i I love it can be human that we can be human centric and I love that we can focus on the individual and that we can help empower people. I think all of those concepts are wonderful in and of themselves, but there's a such a clear bottom line positive impact on all of these things for the business. So even if you're just a really raw kind of dollar and cents kind of person uh, looking at those numbers and you just want to improve performance, output, whatever this is a really great way to do it. Uh, and you're treating your people better. Uh, and, and they're going to want to come to work and they're going to be excited about coming to work and all of those things. Uh, so it's just a no brainer, a clear business case, a clear human case. Uh, so we, we just need to be doing more of this and developing these competencies within the leadership in our companies.
1: Totally. I think you're totally right. Um, And I think that it's also important that, you know, organizations and decision makers recognize that managers often don't inherently know how to do this stuff. You know, like a lot of times people end up in management positions, but are not necessarily like going to knock it out of the park on all of these different people leadership skills and, you know, capabilities in leading their teams. Um, And so, you know, I think it's also, good to recognize, you know, the support that's needed for the managers to be able to do the support that's needed for, you know, all of the the individual contributors and rest of the organization. Um, One other really kind of cool thing we saw was that we looked at different levels of the organization. So um, you've got, you know, your highest level leaders, people leaders, manager of managers, and then you have your midline managers or frontline managers and then individual contributors, and one of the things we saw that was super interesting i think was that in 2019 we looked at like what is predictive of being rated as a highly effective manager by your 360 degree feedback and those the things that rose to the top the skills that rose to the top for managers of managers your highest level leaders were things like collaboration and coordination encouraging participation relationship building so we were Prior to today, you know, we were expecting from our even high-level leaders to be very relational, involved in people leadership, kind of in the weeds, coordinating work and collaborating with other teams. Um, but now in 2023, we asked that same kind of question, like, what does a highly effective manager look like according to 360-degree ratings today? And guess who is now Holding the bag for all of that work that before we said was oh that's the that's a good manager of managers right like that's what a good manager of manager looks like now it's the front line and mid level leaders that are doing those things and getting high ratings so what that means is that um, the front line managers are doing more of what their bosses used to do and we're expecting some trickle down of responsibility further into the layers of the organization and those midline and frontline leaders are actually having to kind of embody the skills that maybe historically we we left more to the to the higher levels of leadership and so that was like a really fascinating like pattern that kind of came through and i think kind of ties back to what i started out saying which is that you know we ha- we can't expect every manager to just magically know how to do this. There, there is going to be some you know, intervention and support that's going to be needed to help people really practice and learn those skills in a, in a safe space, especially now in a dispersed environment.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if, if that's something that comes out of your data at all, but I'm wondering your thoughts on what those interventions can and should look like as we're trying to develop leaders. Because again, many leaders have had great success in their careers up to this point, doing things that may not actually prove successful moving forward. Uh, yeah. And it, it can be hard to train anybody, but especially if someone, you know, has had success to behaving one way and now they, they need a pivot. Um, exactly. It can be hard for them to even realize it, it's necessary, let alone go through the work of developing those new habits, the new skills and, and uh, approaches and dealing with their people.
1: Totally. Okay. I just got to share one other thing with you because you just sparked that in my mind too. So one of the other things we saw is that managers are rating themselves as just as effective now as they were in 2019. But their direct reports, the the line of like of, of um the percentage of people that are saying my manager is effective is just this like downward slope. So really fascinating, I think, speaks to your point that there's an awareness gap that's often present where it's hard for managers sometimes to have that, that self-awareness that like, I, I can't just kind of rely on my old way. Um, But unfortunately uh, it is showing up in the experience of the direct report. So we are seeing that, that, that that really does make a difference um, to teams when they're not able to kind of adjust and pivot according to our new conditions. So to the question of like, what can we do? I mean, it's just, critical that we enable people in what those effective leadership skills, those management capabilities look like now at all levels of the organizations, because, um, you know, managers really are the catalysts in organizations for positive change. Um, And so that could be through something like targeted development programs. Um, It could be through, you know, improving lines of communication. It could be through coaching, you know, so there's, there's different, strategies that an organization could take and, um, you know, a menu of things that organizations can do to really train, enable, foster, coach, you know, help leaders to learn, embody, and and build that self-awareness of how they are showing up for their teams, Um, because that is such a critical component of this. Um, But I can also offer some sort of direct actionable tips for managers to become better um, at managing. And so, um, you know, One of those things is really working with your team, promoting ongoing growth and development, um, helping reframe challenges and stressors as learning opportunities, and really working with your team on mindset um, and uh, ability to kind of see opportunity, even in challenge, um, using coaching skills. So as a manager, um, being able to ask your team really thoughtful questions to your team so that they can help solve their own problems and kind of foster that self-sufficient skill in your people. Um, And then encourage reflection, you know, after projects, thinking about strengths, weaknesses, what could we have done better? How could we have been better aligned? Um, How could we have been more future focused? How could we have, you know, executed um, in a a way that would have been more effective? And then then that helps you just kind of create a cycle of learning and, and development as a team as well. Um, so, of course, BetterUp is, is uh, a company that helps organizations do all kinds of um, personal development, team development, and organizational um, development work. Um, and what we see is when we offer coaching to managers, that's really, really effective. We can see huge jumps in things like future-mindedness um, and alignment skills in a pretty short period of time, three to four months of providing someone with Um, with a coach. And 64% of direct reports also say they see changes in their managers when uh, their manager gets a coach. So that's one uh, really effective tool too.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love your emphasis on just overall development of a learning culture uh, within the team. I, I just think that that's so important and a leader can really set the tone for that and provide the modeling and the example to help that to happen. Well, Erin, this has just been a really fun conversation. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, Yeah, please check out uh, all of our research and insights. You can find them on betterup.com. We've got different research reports and insight blogs um, and other kinds of content so you can learn from what we're learning um, and take those insights and apply them to your world. Um, and I'm also always happy and open to make connections with anyone. You can find me on LinkedIn um, at, you know, LinkedIn and Aaron Eta. Um, and so yeah, I think my, my final word here is that, you know, your managers in your organizations now more than ever are so critical. They're a critical channel for enterprise effectiveness and it's just extremely important to invest in the right skills to help everyone in your organization thrive in today's conditions.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Erin, so much. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage my audience to get connected with Erin, check out her work, check out uh, her team. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that everyone can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.